Welcome to the Life Church Reno podcast. Here at Life Church, we seek to love God, love others, and make a difference. From wherever you're listening, we pray that this message impacts you. Hey, uh, today we're wrapping up our Mind Games series, and, and I want to talk, really what we're doing today is we're taking everything we've talked about and sort of summarizing it in, in this big theme that, that we see in, in probably the verse of Scripture that most clearly talks about what we desperately need. So if you have your Bibles, go over to Romans chapter 12. <laughs> Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, it says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, uh, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. The King James Version says, this is your reasonable worship. He says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, key phrase here, by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I also want to read it to you in the New Living Translation, just to give a little different flavor. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Listen, here, here's the thing. Choosing to have my mind renewed just makes sense. So the way Paul kicks this off, he says, therefore, in view of God's mercy, what Paul is saying is, is, is he's building off the last 11 chapters of the book of Romans, where at the beginning of Romans, Paul paints this very clear picture of how desperate, desperately we need salvation and how all of us find ourselves separated from God. He paints this very clear picture, and, then he, and, and as bad as that news is, he brings the far better news that God never gave up on us to love loved us, came in human flesh to die in our place, taking the punishment we deserve so that we might be adopted into his family, so that his spirit might live inside of us, so that the old us would be dead, that there would be this whole brand new us. And so what Paul is saying is, in light of the wonders of, of, of God's love, his kindness, and his mercy, in light of what the gospel means, that, 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 that Jesus has, has died the death we deserve to die. That, that, we, that we might experience his life. In light of all of that, that God's made us a new person, he, what he's gonna tell us is he's gonna say, fully give yourselves to him. And, and, and he's gonna specify, he's gonna specify body and mind. And, and as we've had this series, uh, I, 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 it's been uh, the conversations that have come out of it. So many of you have expressed, this is really what I need. This is gonna be the difference maker if, if my marriage makes it or doesn't make it. That this is what my kids need for me. This is what my coworkers need for me. And this is what I need. Some of you have said, you know, you're just these, these thoughts that just seem to just grip you, whether those are thoughts of anxiety or fear or anger, these thoughts that you feel like are controlling. And what you need more than anything is a renewed mind. And, and so what Paul here is saying is, is that this is just what makes sense to do. 
to pursue the renewal of, my, of our minds just makes sense in light of who God is, what he's done for us in the gospel, and the fact that he's made us new creations, beginning to, to live this out in our lives simply makes sense. It just simply makes sense. George Bernard Shaw, the, the author, the Irish author, he says it this way. He wasn't even a Christian, but he said this. He says, those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. And so th this idea of pursuing the renewal of our minds, it makes sense in light of what God's done for us. It makes sense in, in, in response to our new identity in Christ. And it makes sense because without it, we end up just looking like everybody else. And so Paul says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. He says, don't live like everybody else. This word conformed, it's this word suska matizo, and it literally refers to, to looking like something on the outside that's different than who you really are. It has to do with like, almost like being a play actor, masquerading according to a, a different script. And he says, don't be conformed, don't be like everybody else. That's not who God has made you to be. You, you, he's made you different. Don't think like everybody else. But he, he said, he said, be transformed. This word transformed, it's this word metamorpho, or we got our word metamorphosis. We understand the idea of, of just this radical transformation. He says, become new, become different by the renewing of your mind. And, and, and it's, we know this is what we need. It makes sense because we know that, that, that sometimes our thoughts go places that we wish they wouldn't. We know that there are those thoughts we think. You ever just have a thought and you're like, what is wrong with me? Probably once a month, somebody will cut me off on the highway and I'm literally imagining that I have rockets I can shoot at them. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? It's, and so this pursuing the renewal of our minds it makes sense in light of the gospel. It, it makes sense in light of this new creation that he's made us. It makes sense in, in light of the fact that we really, really need it. But I think it's one of those things that if you've been in church a long time, it's, I think it's one of those phrases that we hear it and we're like, yes, I'm for it, but what does it look like and how do I get it? And I wanna talk to you a little bit about that today. It's, it's similar, we talked a few weeks ago about the idea of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and in some ways, this is a similar concept, and it's similar in, in one way, and that the way the Bible talks about it, it, it again uses this passive imperative tense. It, it, it's this idea that this is something that is done to you. He says, be transformed. It's like it's, it's happening to you, yet it's still I'm commanded to do it. And so when, when we see these passive imperatives, where it's like, this is something that's gonna happen to you, but I'm commanding you to do it, it's this picture of this partnership. It's this picture of this partnership between us and God in this work in our lives. And so it's pursuing the renewal of our minds is a constant commitment and a lifelong process. Pursuing the renewal of our minds is the combination of hundreds, if not thousands of choices in a day lived out over a lifetime in partnership with God's work in our lives. And so it's this constant commitment and it's also this lifelong process where, where, where we're, we're growing and we're changing, and, but we're, we're not yet who we're gonna be when we're with Jesus face to face. We're not yet who we're gonna be, but we're not who we used to be. You ever meet someone, they begin to point out flaws in your life and you're like, 
If you had known me 20 years ago, you'd say I'm quite a bit better than then. I'm not who I'm gonna be when I'm with him, but I'm, I'm, I'm different than I used to be. We see this, this picture here in, uh, in 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, the image of the Lord, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And so Paul here is saying, saying, we are in this, this process of being transformed to be more and more like Jesus, and we're going from one level to another. Maybe you're fairly new in, in your Christian experience, and you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm still at the first level. Or maybe you've been walking with the Lord for long enough that you can say, oh, I, I can see some transformation from this level to this level. Paul sort of talks about it with that imagery. And so how do we pursue it? The, the, the biggest thing, is that we ask the Holy Spirit to change our minds. This is the single biggest part of this. Ask the Holy Spirit to change our minds. Romans chapter eight, verse five says this. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And so here's what Paul's saying here. We see this picture in a number of places in the scripture of this idea that as followers of Jesus, there's this inner war inside of us between our old self and our dominated by our sinful, our sin nature and, and, and this our new self that, that's empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so there's this kind of war going on between us. And so Paul here is saying, you have to decide, are, are you, who's going to dominate your mind, your sinful nature, or the Holy Spirit. And so a great practice is just to regularly ask the Holy Spirit to change your mind. A first step would be to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the desire to, that, he, that he would change your mind. And then regularly, like even on the daily, maybe even throughout your day, especially those moments when, your thought, when you feel like your thoughts, I'm spitting more than normal today. Would you forgive me, sir? Would you? You seem gracious. Am I getting you a little bit? That was on purpose. That part was on purpose. And so, uh, but in those moments, it's gonna step back for your safety. Uh, in those moments where you just feel like your thoughts are going the wrong place, filled with, 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 with thoughts that you know aren't from God, it's a, it's a moment to step back and say, Holy Spirit, would you control my mind? Would you control my thoughts? Would you transform and renew my mind? So, and, and so really what we're talking about here is this renewal of the mind, it's this process. It's, it, it's, it goes from the beginning of when we give our lives to Christ and as we ask the Holy Spirit to change our minds and it continues through our life, ultimately fulfilled when we're with Jesus. But it, what it is, is it's this, it's this narrowing of the gap between me thinking the way I, I, I've always thought and then the way that God thinks, it's, it's narrowing this gap so that my mind is more and more and more in line with God's mind. And so it begins, ask the Holy Spirit to change your mind. Ask him to control your thoughts. Ask him to change your desires. Here's the second truth. Saturate your mind with scripture. 
Psalm 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's David. He's saying, he's saying as I, I have saturated my, my whole inner person with God's word, it, it changes the way I live. We see Colossians 3.16. Paul says it this way. Let the message of Christ, other translations, let the word of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. Saturate your mind with Scripture. And so that includes just reading it, that includes listening to it, that includes memorizing it, that includes meditating on it. You say, well, how do I meditate on Scripture? Here's the thing, if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. See, when you worry, what you're doing is you're thinking the same thoughts over and over again. It's just, you're thinking bad ones. The economy's gonna crash. It's, it's all gonna go bad. And we're gonna have nuclear Armageddon. It's, uh, it's, all, it's all, I'm gonna lose my job. I'm, I'm not gonna have enough money. The, this relationship's gonna go bad. I'm gonna get sick. And, and you're just thinking, you're just ruminating, thinking over and over and over again on, on, on these negative thoughts. That's what it is to worry. To meditate on scripture is to take God's word and just think about it over and over and over again. Make it the center of your focus where you're lingering and chewing on it. Listen, one of the upsides of Christian music, good Christian music, is good Christian music is just subtly just feeding you the truth of God's word. Now listen, I'm ready to tell you, I don't like all Christian music. Some of it just, there's, there's this one song on the radio. The magic of your phone is you can choose the music you listen to, right? But like if I'm listening to K-Love, there's this song that comes up and it starts off, this lady's like, I lost my keys. And then she says, and I lost my phone. And I'm internally thinking, I already have a wife that, that loses her keys and loses her phone. I sort of feel like I'm cheating on her hearing this lady talk. <laughs> and it's like, I just gotta change that song. I mean, I'm like, I don't need to hear this. It drives me crazy. Not all um, Christian, first service thought that was hilarious. I don't know if you guys have got issues, but, but, uh, um, I, uh, but good Christian music that is rooted in, in the truth of God's word, it's just a great tool to saturate your mind with scripture. Here's the third thing. We've got to, th we've been talking about this through this series. I've got to think about what I'm thinking about. I've got to think about the patterns in my thinking, and I've got to think about the inputs that I'm putting in my mind. Philippians 4.8, here's how Paul says it. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So as you're thinking about things, step back and think about what you're thinking about. Ask yourself, is this true? Is, is this true? Do I even know that this is true? Sometimes our thoughts just go really negative and it's all just, it's in, it's in fantasy. We have an interaction with someone that doesn't go the way we expected. They didn't smile as big or whatever. And then we just craft this whole narrative that now they hate us and they've been talking about us and this and that. And it's like, is that even true? Is this true? Does this matter? 
So you, you, especially as you begin to have your mind go to places that aren't helpful, say, is this, is, does this even matter? Is this helping me? Or is this, are these thoughts helping me? Are these thoughts I'm having, are they stirring up my affection and my love for Jesus? Are these thoughts stirring up my love for people? Are these thoughts filling me with joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness? Are, are these thoughts helping me? See, all of our minds, science has told us that, that there are these patterns sometimes called automatic thoughts, where if you think about things long enough, you've just trained your mind to think that way. Well, they just, your mind automatically goes that way. If you've been looking at porn for 25 years, it has created some patterns or some ruts in your mind that change how, how, you, how you see sex and how you see people. And, and, and if you have, have been worrying, if worry's been a thing for you for 20 years or 10 years or five years, you have trained your mind to just naturally go there. It'd be kind of the picture of, of if you've got water that is regularly going a, a, a certain direction, it begins to sort of create this rut where it now just naturally flows that way unless it's directed another way. And, and, and it may be that you've got patterns. Earlier in the series, we talked about this idea of strongholds, where, where, where we have believed lies long enough that, that we've given power to the enemy, the devil, in that area in our life. And, and so it's these patterns of thoughts. So, so it's important. I hope this series has helped you. To, to maybe recognize some patterns that, of ways that your mind tends to wander when at rest, whether it's, it's thoughts of fear or anxiety or anger or envy or lust, these patterns in your mind. See, patterns, uh, you, you may have some patterns in your life of untrue thoughts about God, where, where you just have this feeling like he can't be trusted, so I need to have, he, he's not gonna take care of me, so I gotta go through life controlling everything because, because I don't really trust him and, and, and he's not good and he's not kind and he doesn't care about me. Or maybe you have some patterns of thought about yourself that you don't really think you really matter and that nobody really cares about you. So maybe you feel like you have to go through life pretending to be someone you're not so people will like you. Or maybe you have felt rejection, so you go through life saying, I'm gonna reject them before they reject me. You've got these patterns in your mind, maybe how you view God or yourself or others. And so what we need to do is we need to think about what we're thinking about. We need to take the time, especially, and to let our emotions, to let our feelings, begin to, to cause us to ask questions. So if you have a moment where you're feeling very anxious, like slow down and say, well, what am I thinking? I'm feeling anxious. What's going on in my head? What thoughts am I thinking that's causing me to feel anxious? Or you're feeling worried, or you're feeling scared, or you're feeling angry. And so you, know, you have these feelings, and, and, and emotionally, or even you can even manifest physically, say, well, what am I thinking about? And, 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 so, and, and do this, let me give you a few quick tips. One, reflect, reflect on what you are feeling and thinking. Think about your thoughts. Why am I anxious? Why am I angry? Why am I covetous? What, what am I, why am I feeling this way? Reflect, and then recognize the toxic thought. Identify 
that, that the thought I'm thinking is not helpful. It's not causing me to, to, to have more love for Jesus, more love for people, more joy, more peace, more gratitude. This is a toxic thought that's not helpful. Recognize it and then try to reject the underlying lie. You're feeling scared because you feel out of control. And you feel out of control because you think you need to control everything and the underlying lie is that God can't be trusted so now I have to live as a control freak and then when I feel out of control, it causes me to feel anxious or angry. And, and so, but the underlying lie is that God can't be trusted or the underlying lie is that my future is not going to be good or that the underlying lie is that no one really cares about me. Reject the underlying lie, but, but here's the thing. If I tell you, don't think about a black Corvette, what do you think about black Corvette? So it's not enough to, to, to recognize the toxic thought and it's, and it's not enough to reject the underlying lie. I must replace it with the truth. I must replace it with the truth. And so if I'm feeling this, this anxiety or anger because I feel like I could out of control because I feel like I can't trust God to be in control. The truth is I can trust him. He is good, he loves me. That, that, that if he didn't withhold his own son, he's not gonna withhold anything from me. That is the truth. Or, or, or the underlying lie is that I, that I feel shamed and, 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 and rejected. The, the, the truth is that, that if I'm in Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and that when God sees me, he sees the perfection of Jesus or, or the underlying lie is this lie of scarcity that I'm not gonna have enough so I'm constantly scared that I'm, that I'm gonna be in lack and so then I, I hoard and I don't live generously. The underlying lie is that God is not going to meet my needs but the truth is that, if, that, that, that he is going to provide for all of my needs according to his riches and glory and so I must reject the underlying lie and replace it with the truth. The underlying lie might have this, oh, this constant worry and fear for your future. Think I'm not gonna have enough money or I'm gonna get sick or this bad thing's gonna happen or this bad thing and it's all just related to this underlying lie that my future's not gonna be good. But the truth, if I'm a follower of Jesus, is that no eye has seen nor ear has heard the wonders of what God has prepared for those who love him. My future's going to be amazing. I've got to reject the underlying lie and replace it with the truth. Here's a, a, some other tools for you. And mo you ever have moments just in your own thinking or maybe with your family where like suddenly the whole energy of the conversation just turns bad. And you're like, these few people normally are awesome but right now it just feels pretty sucky. You ever have that moment? Is it just my family? Pray, uh, please pray for me. And so, uh, and so sometimes Claire and I, even if it's her and I just together, and it's like, oh gosh, we were having a great time, and then it just turned all dark and negative, or even us with the kids, where it's like, wow, we, we have some, some, some complainy little kids. We have some entitled children. Who did this to them? And... Uh, and we'll just say, hey, let's just take a minute and, and let's just all go around and we're all gonna say five things we're grateful for. And sometimes it's just Claire and I together. We're, it's not even our entitled kids, it's just us, you know. 
Sometimes it'll be us with the kids, and we're all gonna go around, and let's, say, let's all say five things we're, we're grateful for. And it's even incredible how you'll just feel the energy in the conversation change. There's moments where I just even began to feel the energy in my body change, from, from anxiety and tension to just being able to be at peace. Gratitude is a, a powerful tool in this renewing of the mind Thing. Turn to gratitude. Meditate on the wonders of God's love demonstrated for us in the gospel. So what we've said through this whole series is that our clearest picture of the reality of life, the reality of who God is, the reality of who we are, the reality of every, of every person on the planet, the clearest picture of reality that we have is seen through the reality of the cross. That, that, that God is holy, we are broken, but in spite of all of that, that we are loved more than we could ever understand, so that God, when we could not get to him, came to us to die in our place so that we could be adopted into his forever family, made brand new, filled with the Holy Spirit. So meditate on the wonders of God, illustrated, demonstrated in the gospel, in the cross, and, and then let that inspire you to worship. Let me talk to you a couple of minutes about inputs. What are you putting into your head? I wanna challenge you to think more deeply about this, all of us. This series has made me think more deeply about this and, and it's so, we live in a time when it's so easy to just, without even thinking, just be putting crap in our heads that is not helpful to us. And it's easy for us to go to extremes and, and be like, yes, porn is damaging and, and, and that's not, that, not good for my heart, my soul, my relationships. And, and it's, it's easy to go to the extremes, but I just want to talk even just a, a little more just for all of us. It, 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 so much of the stuff on, on Netflix is, you know, and it's just there. And you're paying for it, so you should use it as much as you possibly can. It's a stewardship issue, right? If, it's costing me 13 bucks a month. If I watch 60 hours a month on it, I'm, what a deal, you know? But the reality of it, 80, 85% stuff on there isn't going to stir my affections for Jesus, isn't going to cause me to love others more, isn't going to fill me with peace and love and joy. Same with social media. Frankly, same with cable news. If you're watching hours a day of cable news, it, I, I honestly believe it may be as damaging to you as pornography. Heard the joke, our parents were convinced that, that uh, rock and roll music and video games were gonna damage our minds, but it's actually Fox News and CNN for them. Not everyone's laughing because it's just, you know, true. Um, <laughs> but next time, next time you're 45 minutes in, and I'm not against the local news. We have a great local news lady in the church. We have a few. We're, it's different. Um, and, uh, but next time you've been watching Fox News or CNN for 45 minutes, ask yourself this question. Am I feeling more loving? Am I feeling more peaceful? Am I feeling more hopeful? Am I feeling more joyful? Or am I imagining, is there any way I can get off of this planet? <laughs> because here's the thing, I, I gotta let you know, Bill O'Reilly's not your friend. And Lawrence O'Donnell and Rachel Maddow, they're not your friends. They are trying to make money. 
And they know if we can elicit these emotional responses and create fear and anxiety and panic, they're gonna keep watching because what if they're missing out on the next thing they should be terrified for? They, are, they, they have realized that is the key to getting us to watch more. Sir, did I offend you about the cable news? Is that why you're, is that you? Is that a big cable news fan there? And so that's why they're doing it. And so ask yourself next time you're 45 minutes in, am I feeling more loving? Am I feeling more joyful? Am I feeling more peaceful? There's also people in your life that there's people in your life that you, after spending meaningful time with them that you say, I am feeling more filled with love and joy and peace and patience and other people that have the opposite effect. Think about your inputs. Here's the last few points and we're done. Experiencing the renewal of your mind will be noticeable. I will know God, I will know more what God wants for me. Romans 12, two, he says, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. We think a whole lot about God's will in ways I don't think are God's focus for us. Like, is it God's will I have this job or that job, marry this person or that person? I think there's room for some of that, but, but I think the big picture, what, what Paul's saying here, is that as my mind is transformed and renewed, then, then just the, the gap, like I said earlier, the chasm between the way I think and the way God thinks is just constantly getting smaller. And so I am just naturally in sync with the will of God. Here's the next truth. I'll begin to walk in greater humility. See, as our mind is renewed, we have this clearer, clearer picture of, of the wonders of who God is. And then we also had this clearer picture of how desperate and broken that I am apart from him, and so I'm not gonna go through life arrogant. And, and, and here we see here, Romans 12, three, that very next verse. He says, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with a sober judgment. I walk in greater humility. Here's the next thing. I will desire to sin less. Talked about this a little bit earlier, Romans 8, five. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death. Here's, here's what he's saying. As my mind is renewed, as I ask the Holy Spirit to control my thoughts, change my thinking, put it more in line with his thoughts, here's what happens. My desires change. The things that I am chasing after change. And so, so that you can honestly, you, you can honestly say, say to your spouse, say to your kids, say to your friends, hey, you know what? I looked at as much porn today as I wanted to. And I stole as much today as I wanted to. And I gave full vent to my anger today as much as I wanted to. It's this idea that, that my desires begin to change. I'll desire to sin less. I'll experience incredible peace. Let me show you this, Philippians 4. He says that you think about all of these things, whatever is true, lovely, admirable, helpful, good repute. And then he says this, and the God of peace will be with you. I will, it's really, it's this whole idea that, that as I'm being, as my mind is being renewed, it's this idea that, that, that the fruit of the Spirit is when I'm taking on the character of Christ. But very closely related to that, really a part of that, is this idea of taking on the mind of Christ. And, and so I'm going to have more peace, but I'm gonna have more love, and I'm gonna have more joy and patience. And here's the last thing, and we're done. As my mind is renewed, I will care more about what God cares about. Let me show you this, Colossians chapter three, verse one. 
He says, since you've been raised to new life with Christ. He says, since you've been made a brand new person. Since the old you is dead, there's this new you alive in Christ. He says, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. He's saying, think, think about eternal things, not temporary things. Think about forever things, not transitory things. Think about the things that are going to matter for the long haul. He says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Why? For you died to this life. I love this phrase. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Here's the thing. A renewed mind has different priorities. So, my, so the chasm between my mind and God's mind getting smaller and smaller, my mind's getting more in sync with his mind. So what that means is I'm caring more and more and more about the stuff that he cares a whole lot about, and I'm caring a whole lot less about stuff that doesn't matter. So great questions to ask yourself as you're thinking, is this going to matter in 10 years? Is this going to matter in 100 years? Is this going to matter in a thousand years? Have you ever heard the phrase, that person was so heavenly minded they were no earthly good? Have you ever heard that phrase? I don't believe it. Now here's what I would say. Uh, there are Christians that are weird. And they would have been weird with or without Jesus. And if you don't know anyone like that, you might be that guy. But here's what I love that C.S. Lewis said. Listen to this. If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were those who thought the most about the next. I love he says this. Aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. See, a renewed mind has different priorities. I'm, I care less uh, about the stuff that is temporary, and I care less about the stuff of this life, and, and my mind is fixed on forever. My mind is, it's like Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So the things that are forever are, are, are God and people. The things that last forever are, are, are eternal things. The, the things that last forever are, are, are people's relationship with God. And so, so much of what stresses us out isn't gonna matter tomorrow, much less next year, much less in a decade or in a hundred years or a thousand years. And as, as, as my mind is renewed, I care more and more and more about the stuff that God cares the most about. And I care less and less and less about the stuff of this life. A couple of questions for you. Where are you at in this journey? Where are you at in this process of pursuing the renewing of your mind? What would change if you were to take this seriously? What would change in terms of the patterns of your thoughts? What would change in terms of the inputs that you're taking in? What would change in terms of your prayers for God to transform your mind? What would change? What inputs need to decrease or be eliminated? What inputs need to, to be added or increased? And we're gonna end a little different. After the last service, I, I had a, a couple of people 
who, who, who said, hey, that was really, this whole mind thing, this whole thing with my thoughts, whether that's worry or anxiety or fear or anger or lust or envy, whatever it is, he says, this whole thing with my thoughts that we've been talking about these last few weeks, they said, that's, they said, that's really me. And I was like, I was like hey, that's, hey, thanks for sharing. That's, but then they said, no, really. Like, I've got real stuff that I, I, that's going on in my head. And I've, I'm thinking thoughts I don't wanna think and it's taking me directions I don't wanna go. And so we always have prayer available at the end of the service, but we're gonna do it a little different today. Vertical's gonna lead us in a final worship song. Some of our prayer team will be up here at the front. Some of our staff and elders will be up here at the front, some of our leadership team. And if you say, hey, this thing with my thoughts, this is the big thing in my life. This is the thing that's, that, that's keeping me from being the husband or the wife that I wanna be, the dad, the dad or the mom or the friend that I want to be. This is the biggest thing and this is a thing for me. We would love to pray for you and we'll be available through this song. Through the, some of you, I think the first stanza, of the, first, the first note that we, we play, you've been thinking this for four weeks. You've been thinking, this is me. This is, this is my big thing. Some of you, the first song of, the first note of, of this song, you should just come up and we'd love to pray for you. Uh, we'll also have folks available after the service. After we're dismissed, Greg will, Pastor Greg will come dismiss us at the right time. And after we're dismissed, there'll still be people that would love to pray for you. But there's some of you who through this whole series or even just today, you've thought, this is me. I, I need, this is really what I, I, I really need. I, I got some thoughts that are just keeping me from living the life that God wants me to live. So let me pray for you. Some of our staff and prayer team and elders and some of our leadership will be at the front and then we'll go into a moment of worship. But maybe just in the quietness of our hearts, maybe you might, you might just, just cry out to God and just say, God, this is, I'm inviting you, Holy Spirit, to transform and renew my mind to change the patterns of my thinking. I don't wanna keep thinking the thoughts I've been thinking my whole life or, or these last months or these last years, but Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you, asking, would you transform my mind? I don't wanna think the thoughts everybody else thinks. Would you renew my mind? Would you help me to, to make the choices, these inputs? Would you help me to realize when thoughts aren't helpful? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Church Reno podcast. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this. And you can also find more information at lifechurchreno.com. Blessings to you.